0: Well, a very blessed new year to all of you, and also since we're still one week in, one week left of our Christmas season, a very Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, it's interesting this year, both Christmas Day and this Feast of Mary with the Mother of God falls on a Sunday, so those are both holy days of obligation that fall on Sundays. So we call those two for ones, right? Two for ones. We'll make up for next year when Christmas falls on a Monday and New Year's Day falls on a Monday, and we'll be in church for like 14 days in a row. So, uh we'll we'll make up for it next year. Uh, Every year on this first day of the new year, January 1st, the church dedicates to our Blessed Mother a special feast day, um, proclaiming, announcing, professing Mary as the Holy Mother of God. And so this is one of the four teachings that we believe, one of the four dogmatic teachings we believe as Catholics about our Blessed Mother. So in addition to her Immaculate Conception, her perpetual virginity, and her assumption into heaven at the end of her earthly life, we also proclaim and profess Mary to be the Holy Mother of God. Now, just like so much in Mary's life, this feast day is not actually really about her, is it? It's about her son. Because by saying that Mary is the Holy Mother of God, we're giving credit and we're recognizing the reality of who Jesus is. You know, the church has never questioned whether or not Mary was the mother of Jesus. That was never a question. Everyone knew that Mary is the mother of Jesus. But there was much debate in the early church as to exactly who her son was, right? Some of the earliest debates in church history were about who Jesus is, who Jesus was. Was he just half God, half man, combo Superman type thing? Or was he fully God, fully man? And the church took several centuries to work out that question. And we, of course, know that Jesus is true God and true man, 100% human, 100% God, right? In fact, we profess it every single Sunday. Born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, Through him, all things were made. That is what we believe as Christians, as Catholics, about Jesus. So if we profess that Jesus is God, what does that mean about his mother? That Mary can be called the Holy Mother of God. And the church has said that from the very, very beginning. And so what a great feast to begin this new year on as we dedicate this year to our Blessed Mother, asking for her intercession and her protection. I'm also mindful this morning, everyone, that just yesterday morning early in Rome, as you certainly know by now, our former Holy Father, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, passed away at the age of 95. Now, I know this is a rather unique kind of news event, and I felt the need to at least make a few uh, comments on it for whatever it's worth. I'm guessing the last time a pope resigned, which was in 1415, 1415, none of us were around Right? I don't think we were around then. It's amazing to think that in 600 years, only one pope has resigned. Pope Benedict XVI did when he was about 85 years old in 2013 as a result of failing health. These last number of years, he's been living in the Vatican, praying and preparing for yesterday morning, preparing for his own death. Now, I know that Pope Benedict, uh, in watching the different news stories on him, at least yesterday morning, there's a lot of spin on him. And I think it's important for us to understand that Pope Benedict is one of these guys who is oftentimes highly misunderstood. And one of the interviews I saw yesterday morning was a journalist who had interviewed the Holy Father many years ago and who knew him quite well. And this journalist had this to say about Pope Benedict and I think he really nailed it on the head. He said, to understand Pope Benedict XVI is to understand him to be a humble, deeply believing man who believed that the person of Jesus Christ and the encounter with Christ is the answer to every human question and every problem in the world. To understand Pope Benedict, this journalist said, is to understand him as somebody who knew that Jesus and the encounter with Jesus is the answer So he was elected in 2005, right after John Paul II passed away. He served as our pope for eight years when he was elected. He was one of the oldest popes ever elected, 78 years old. He gave himself entirely. But throughout his life, as a priest, as a professor, as an archbishop, as a cardinal, as a Vatican official, as our pope, as a retired pope... The key to understanding him is his entire life was focused on helping people encounter Jesus in a real, personal, life-changing way. That's what Benedict offered the church, and we're blessed for it. I still remember everyone, back in 2005, I was a senior in high school, and John Paul II had just passed, Pope Benedict was elected. I remember watching his first inaugural homily, And I went back to find it yesterday, just I wanted to share it with you because it stirred my heart then and it still stirs my heart now. This is what the Holy Father said when he was first elected, beginning his eight years as our Pope. And I think it's applicable for us today. He writes, or preached, are we not perhaps all afraid in some way? If we let Christ enter fully into our lives, if we open ourselves totally to him, Are we not afraid that he might take something away from us? Are we not perhaps afraid to give up something significant, something unique, something that makes life so beautiful? No. If we let Christ into our lives, we lose nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing of what makes life free, beautiful, and great. No, only in this friendship are the doors of life open wide. And so today I say to you, especially dear young people, do not be afraid of Christ. He takes nothing away and he gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him we receive a hundredfold in return yes open open the wide the doors to christ and you will find true life now the reason i found that so helpful and i still do is i do think there's a place in many of our hearts where we think that if we get too close to god if we let christ in a little bit too much he might take something away but the fact of the matter is, that's not true. Christ gives everything. He holds nothing back. And He wants to give everything, namely Himself, entirely to you and to me. He wants us to have the fullness of life. And there's something in us through our fallen human nature that doesn't believe that, that believes that God has it out for me somehow, some way. And that is false. That is a lie. That Jesus wants you and me to experience the fullness of life and love and that comes through him. Now here's the lie in all this. There's something inside of us, at least in me, that says, okay, this is what will make me happy. This is what I need. Right? The Holy Father, like I said at the beginning of this, was convinced that the answer to every human question is Jesus. The answer, again, to every human question is Jesus. There is no other answer. We oftentimes say, okay, I need that promotion. I need that raise. That's not the answer. I need that vacation. I need that trip. That's not the answer. We need a capital campaign. We need a renovation. We need a new rectory. That's not the answer. I need that gift. I need that relationship. I need that whatever. Everyone, when will we remember and realize that those things aren't the answer? Jesus is. He's enough. He's sufficient. He will provide everything we need if we let him in. May this new year be a year in which we let Christ in all the more that we may come to experience him providing for us in a whole new way.